Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog podcast. I'm your host, Panos Anagnostu. So today we're going to be talking about crate training. I've have, had various people asking me tips on crate training, when to start, how to do it, etc. So we're just going to delve right into it. I'm going to briefly go over it. We're not going to go into too, too much detail. However, I'm just going to give you my take on it. And if you're considering to crate train your dog or if you already started or if you haven't already, well, then we're going to hopefully answer all your questions. So the first question is why? Why would we even consider doing a crate? Well, let's talk about what a crate is. There may be people not not sure about what the definition of a crate is. A crate is a wiry box where your dog um, can sleep in and go inside of and stay there for a duration of time until we let them out. So there's a roof on it. There's all four sides or all six sides of, of the cube. It's usually rectangle, sorry, and um, and there's different sizes as well. So that's what a crate is. It's not an exercise pen. Exercise pen is open at the top so dogs can jump out of it and it's a lot bigger than what a crate is. So why do we ha- um, crate train? Well, first reason is we're using it for housebreaking. Housebreaking is about learning how to operate inside of our homes and a lot of that is about toilet training. You can't just pee and poo wherever you like. So having a dog inside of the crate keeps them in that position. Now, inside of the crate, now, if you have a real small puppy, you may want to petition it so it's not too, too big because if it's a massive area for a little pup, they can pee on one and poo on one side and then sleep on the other, where the idea of it is to keep it small enough where the dog's comfortable to sleep and can move around. There's certain dimensions that, by law, in your different states or territories where you're at may differ, but, you know, we're all humane people here, I'm assuming, if you listen to a dog training podcast. So, we're not like cramming them into a small, small area. There's enough space for them to move around and do what they like within reason, but they're not too big where they can be comfortable with, with toileting in there. The idea of that is that if the dog or the puppy, if for that matter, poos in one spot, then they have to like live in it for that time that they're in there. And if we're sleeping, we don't know about it. So we're going to the whys and how to avoid that, obviously, but that's one reason for it. Also, you don't want too much space in there where they just start running around and having fun the the point of, one point of the crate is to keep your dog secure and calm in there. It's just a it's a place of rest. It's not a place for play. Hence, why an exercise pen is called an exercise pen because that's where they're allowed to run around and hang out. So toilet training is one main reason. We want management. We may want to be able to put our pup or our dog in an area so that if all the doors of the house have to be open one day the plumber's over or the electrician, for example, and they need every single room in the house, for example, you've got your crate where your dog can be in. Safe, it's management. Also, if you're having a party, another place where it's a quiet room, if the dog knows what a crate is, it can go into its crate, it's relaxed, and then it can come out later in the party or not at all, depending on the circumstances of that puppy. Dog. I'm talking about puppies. I mean dogs. This is not for any specific age crate training. And structure is also important of why we would do it. Structure is about... Having rituals and having routines in place while we're living with our dog so that they know when it's on time and off time, when it's rest time and when we're going for walks. And if you treat your house like it's a playground and it's just always playing all the time, we may 
suffer the consequences later. We our dogs choose not to listen to us. Or we have to live in in a mess because our dogs have torn everything to pieces and they're just carrying on. So good structure is important. And so, for example, you may have a dog that's fully well trained, knows what's going on. Or let no hell. I'm going to rewind. I'll give you a real life example. A client of mine just had a baby. She has two dogs. The dogs fully know what the crate is. The dogs are going into the crate of the nighttime. That's where they go to sleep. Two separate crates for two separate dogs. It's better, I, I believe. And having them there means that that's your sleep time. You sleep there. They're adult dogs. They sleep there for the whole eight hours. In the morning, they, people wake up, let the dogs out to go to the toilet. They spend time outside. That's what happens. But now the babies come over. They're all a little bit unsure of what's going on when the baby's crying and you know, mum and dad are just adjusting to a new house, for, I mean, a new way of life for the first week and forever. So um, so this was early days of when the baby came. And the question was, what do I do when the baby starts crying? Even when the dogs are outside, they start barking, they start carrying on. So one way to manage it and and continuing with structure is that, well, when they're outside, they're still a little bit more managed, that's for sure. But when they're inside the house, it was all too much. And one of the dogs a little bit unsure of the baby and they were just too scared that maybe the dog may bite or the baby, or whatever. So before we show them what to do when the dog's outside of the crate, what we do is we go, well, the crate's there. When it's time, when you're changing nappies, it's feeding time, to whatever, when you can't tend to the dogs and you choose to have them inside. All I did while we were there, because they've never done crate during the day, they just thought it was just a nighttime thing. Go on, in your crate, I think they were their command or to their bed or whatever it was, dog ran into their crate, Close it. No, no. Their behavior changed. Not just that we managed them. They were still barking, carrying on. When they were outside of the um of the crate, they were very unsure what to do. Oh, the baby's crying and they're going up and sniffing and kind of like getting very agitated. And there was no set place for them to be. As soon as I told them to go into their crate, they went there. They lay down. I closed the door. I then brought them out. And throughout the training session, I'm not going to go into this, is that I bring them out individual in the lead and we do our technique so we can start working on some desensitization and providing structure outside of the crate. But the point of why we use a crate in that situation is that if you're too busy and you've got to keep the back door open or it's not suitable for the dogs to be outside, you've got the crate there. It's awesome. And the dog can't bite anybody or jump on anybody or do anything because it's inside of its crate. And we're supposed to train it accordingly so they like to be in there, not that we're forcing them um, and making it an aversive place to be. Management as well, sorry, I forgot to cover that, was um, destructive behavior, especially if you've got a young young dog and you live in an apartment. Living in an apartment with a dog, I think it's a no-brainer to start crate training. There's enough information out there now. It's becoming more mainstream. Use your crate, especially when you're inside an apartment. It just makes life so much easier. You will, however, at the beginning, maybe a couple of days, a couple of weeks, I spoke to a client that lived in an apartment with a visual. They Up to sev- 17 weeks old, the puppy was until she finally would hang out in the crate for a decent amount of time. Now, that's that's almost something like 10 weeks of being persistent, but they're going to reap 15 years of benefits of having the crate. So be persistent with it and make sure you're setting your, pup, your dog and your pup up for success. We'll talk about how to do all of this in a moment. So... While that puppy's and all that dog's inside of the crate, it can't destroy your house. It can't pee on your lounge. It can't do all of the things that it would do that is undesirable to us. So crate training is really important for that. Just to say um, this to make sure everyone understands that you can't just keep a dog in a crate forever. It's just not a very humane thing to do. It's not ethical. If you're going to crate train your dog at nighttime, eight hours will say that you sleep then you shouldn't really crate train your dog when you go to work. Then you've got a lot of crate that's happening in your dog's life. 
if you crate train the dog at nighttime, but the dog was in the crate and you were doing my job, which means I was cruising around all day and my dog had a suitable place to have the crate inside of my truck, then what would happen is I can bring my dog out on the hour, on the hour and a half, quick training session, empty out, have a bit of water, a bit of exercise, go back in. That could be appropriate. You know, as long as you're fulfilling the dog's needs and you're not just letting it sit in a crate and going all stiff just in one spot. So, um, so that's very important. You can't create, you shouldn't create training dog for very long durations of time without being tending to. And I guess we're all tying together, but the next thing I have up there is when, when should we start? Well, as I said, you can start at a puppy. As soon as you start getting your puppy, you can do it. You can even do it with a dog that you, that you just rescued from the pound three weeks ago and the dog's three years old. You know, there's no real time. I've, we just worked with the dog. His name's Rocky. He's a husky. He's nine years old and talking about not being able to teach old dogs new tricks, even though we've done a quick little Q and A on that a few months back, but you can, obviously, depending on if we're being appropriate or not. But that dog just started getting crate trained as well because when he was outside at nighttime, he was getting a bit disturbed by the people upstairs having domestics and there was a bit of drama and he got a bit nervous by it. He just came into this new family's home recently as well, so a new environment for him. They started crate training, now the dog sleeps there over nighttime, not stressed, hangs out, relaxed, super chilled. So if you do it correctly, now a lot of people say, oh, the dog loves the crate. He wants to be in the crate. Yes, you can make that, but don't, like, don't think that the dog just, you put a crate out there and the dog just, just jumps in there and goes, oh, close the door. This is awesome. Because that doesn't happen. You have to teach them that they like it. So to answer your question, whenever you can, you can crate train your dog whenever you like, as long as you're being appropriate and it's the appropriate size for your dog. And also, you know, we're going to talk about different material and the strength of it and things like that in a moment. Now, how should we do it? As I said, this video and episode of the podcast is not going to be super long because we can talk for hours about how should we go about crate training because there's many variations. But in a nutshell, what I'll do for puppies, and we've talked about this on the Puppy 101 series, is we talk about having a crate attached to the exercise pen. So the exercise pen on both ends are connected to the crate so the puppy can go into the crate to sleep like have an actual comfortable place to sleep while the crate doors open and always can come out into the exercise pen to go toilet, hang out or do whatever. That's a good setup for a puppy. And doing that will allow us to then, first of all, he's already made a positive association going into his crate to go to sleep. So doing that is, is, um, is essential, but also once the puppy learns that going in there, you can also feed him in there, put Kongs in there, do other stuff. This is important. So the beginning steps of the how is going to be very similar to what you do with an adult dog. So I'm just going to use a puppy, for example, that way that we can cover more bases in a short amount of time. So while the puppy's um, inside of its pen or just if the crate's just out and you're standing right next to it, have some food and lure the puppy in. You lure the pup in and you say the word, crate or in your room or whatever word you like i don't care but just say that just before you lure the puppy in you mark it you're rewarded you do that over and over again just to start showing the puppy that when i say in your crate you jump inside of your crate and step two from there is that while the puppy's inside of the crate i have a handful of food i close the door and i have it closed and within one second of just closing it i mark it and reward through the bars of the crate reward 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 after five seconds open the door say okay let the puppy out what I like to do, and you may you may want to start this from the beginning, or you may want to start doing it later. But I'd I'd, I'd do this even from a, with a young puppy. Is that when I want the puppy to come out, I don't just go bang, and the pup just bounces out of it like a bat out of hell. What I like to do is that I want the dog to basically be waiting. 
unto it. Now, it doesn't have to be standing or sitting or laying down or anything special. I just don't want it to run through. So when I go to open the door, I open it a little bit. If he tries to butt his head through, I just slowly close it. Open it, close it, open it, close it. Eventually, the dog's, the puppy starts holding back a little bit. And when I see that there's a bit of effort made and I have it maybe like 10 centimeters open, okay. And then I let the puppy out and open the door for it. And then over time, if it's an adult dog, I do not let the dog out until the dog's basically sitting. I can tell it to sit too, for sure. Um, I choose not to. I just want it to be contextual. You don't just run out of the door. And I do that with every doorway and stuff. So that's a good little tip there for you. Don't let the pup go boom and just run out of the crate like crazy. And that way there, it just becomes too angst because then from there, it means that the dogs are banging on the cage and barking out of excitement. He's getting too amped up before coming out of the crate. Leave the crate calm, then do the next behavior if you've been instructed to or if it's appropriate. So I start off by five or 10 seconds of rewarding the puppy in there. When I get 10 times out of 10 success in a row and to know what success looks like is that the puppy has been in that or the dog has been inside of the the crate for that duration, 10 seconds with no barking or scratching or carrying on. When the dog puppy can just wait there and I can start rewarding every three seconds, for example, then I want to go, cool, I've got 10 out of 10 in a row of 10 seconds. I'm now going to go 30 seconds. So we wait there, reward every three seconds. Then that interval of reward can get a bit longer and, or depending on the pup, you may need to do shorter. So you work with the dog that's in front of you. And once you get 10 out of 10 of 30 seconds, we move to a minute or 45 seconds. So incrementally move it up, but know that you've got like, have a timer, put your phone out, make sure you're timing it. And you're roughly around that 30 seconds when you're doing it, not like a minute sometimes and 20 seconds other times. And then the only time the puppy gets let out or the dog gets let out when it's barking and banging the door and you've got to make it super positive. The end result. So we're going to imagine what the steps would look like until you get to about five minutes while you're standing close to the pan, the, the crate. Sorry. You're there. He's been there. So you've got five minutes of setting up. You say in your crate, the dog goes in there, I close the door. I wait the 30 seconds, mark it, reward it. Another 30 seconds later, mark it, reward it. And you can imagine when we get to about five minutes, we're doing good. Now, if you can do five minutes while you're standing right next to your pup, this is awesome. Now you need to start working on distance. How far can you get from that, that crate while the dog has duration of being in there for five minutes, whether you want to do it at three minutes? I think five minutes is good because it means that you've committed all the way through. You've been very clear about what it is that you want the puppy to do. You're not expecting 20 seconds of the pup being inside the crate and then you disappearing because that makes it too stressful. So do it while you're close by. You can do this when you're watching TV. You can do this when you're having dinner, whatever it is. Do it so then there's a realistic time of when you're going to practice it doing this multiple times a day and you may get some time before you get crate training. You may get it in a couple of weeks. You may get it in a couple of months or sometimes in a couple of days. Some different dogs are different. So I'm using five minutes as the hypothetical because you want to start making distance. And then over time, what you want to do is then start moving it up. 10 minutes, then you go, cool, now we can do 15 minutes. It gets to a point where normal. once what I've experienced, and I could be wrong, is that once you get up to about an hour, generally, once you've done one hour, the dog can do a lot more hours after that. So like the longer, because it's learned that it has, it's been relaxed. One thing is that if you have a puppy and you've, and the puppy's in there for an hour and you know that it's due to go to the toilet, you should let the puppy out, go to the toilet. Adult dogs can hold a bit longer, but you start doing that. Now you want to start letting the dog out of the crate at an appropriate amount of time. So that way they, they learn to hold it. So let's just say you get to a good amount of hours. You can get three hours inside of the crate while you're at home, locked down, doing, um, doing your work from home or when you're, you know, watching TV or whatever it is. You also want to do this at nighttime. So you crate train your dog or let's say you have a puppy, you put the crate inside of your room, you go to sleep, set an alarm clock for like three hours, 
after being in there because the puppy naturally needs to go toilet. You wake up, you let you empty the puppy out, let him go toilet in the desired place. You come back in, put him in the crate. Over time, you don't have to do it every three hours. Then you can do it every five hours. And before you know it, you've got the puppy learning to do it for the whole duration of the eight hours. Again, as I said, this episode is briefly getting through the steps to give you a picture of it um, more so than specifically how to do it because you probably need a trainer to help you with that or there's lots of videos out there. I haven't made one just yet, but I will probably in the future make a bit more of a of a visual to all of this. So, um, so I hope that answers a little bit of the how should we go about crate training. I guess the point I'm trying to make is don't just chuck your pup in the crate or your dog in the crate, close the door and then come back in five hours. Like it's just ridiculous, right? You need to start small and then progressively get longer and longer and you may get it quick or short depending on you. I've got some clients that their 10-week-old puppy have done all night, no toileting throughout the whole night. They wake up in the morning, they let them out to go toilet. Some people are a little bit less lucky than that. So, so don't judge yourself too harshly. Make sure that you're comparing your puppy to how they were performing yesterday. Don't compare your puppy to your old puppy or to your neighbor's puppy or to the imaginary puppy that you think that exists. Expectations are important for your own progression of your training, whatever it is that you're doing. Also, another thing as well with the um, with with um, practicing your crate training is for toilet time. I mean, so in regards to toilet training, especially for a puppy, I'd feed, let's say if you're going to bed at 10 o'clock and that's when the puppy goes into its crate, we'll then feed the puppy at like six. So then it's given enough time to go to the toilet and then probably stop giving water. Like don't give water inside of the crate and make sure the puppy doesn't drink a whole bunch of water just before going in there because he's going to want to go to the toilet. And then once they start to learn how to hold their bladder and, and things like that, that's when we can be a little bit less strict on that, but you're going to be fine. Everyone, a lot of people have done it and no puppy has been disadvantaged of being dehydrated or anything in there. But again, do everything to your own intuition of, you know, if, if it's really, really hot, then you may need to change your approach on that specifically. But that's a good guideline. Some people will feed the puppy at like eight o'clock, put them in their crate at 10 and haven't really gone toilet. Well, of course, they're going to do a poo and then they're going to be dancing in their poo in their crate and that's just gross. Um, so we talked about duration as well. Um, so material versus metal versus transport crates. These are the different styles of crates. I prefer using a metal crate that's, that has bars, not a material one. Material ones you can get. But a few reasons why I don't like it. First of all, a puppy can or a dog can chew right through a crate. I mean, a material crate in no time, and that could be undesirable. Probably be a lot harder to clean as well, especially if it's gotten dirty. And there's not much airflow in a lot of those material ones as well. Like you know, it's um yeah, it's meshy and you can see through it and stuff, but it's not the same as with a nice metal crate. Air goes through it as if nothing's in between it. Very, very um. Very important part of, of, of your crate training is making sure you got the right one. I like the metal ones. And then also just because it's metal or whatever, you know, material that looks metal, you know, you want to make sure it's a strong one as well. You know, I had a client that has a, a big American staffy and they can just, just barge the door open with not even any effort. So, you know, they lent it from a friend and I suggested using um, a real strong one. Um, in Sydney, Vibo Pet. I don't get anything from Vibo Pet, but um, but I do recommend them. Their pet enclosures, they have good ones, and they have also have real strong ones as well. And you know, don't get a real dodgy. You know, I won't mention other names that I don't recommend, but just don't get real shitty ones, and then expecting a strong dog to stay in there. And um, in 
the transport crate, like a crate's not a crate, a box isn't just a box that that'll do, you know, a transport crate I find that can be very confining for, for a dog. Um, like it can be good cause it's a lot darker and, and things like that. But you know, if it's warmer, there's still not a lot, a lot of aeration that I don't, that I don't like. So um, that's what I recommend. That's what I'm going to talk about for crate train. Now I may release another one when I have more things to give out there, but in a nutshell, that's everything that I think and recommend about crate training. I personally, I put it out there, spades and nookie haven't been crate trained. If I put them in a crate, I'm pretty sure that they would be okay with it. However, I haven't practiced it. And at this stage, I don't, I don't need to. So I haven't. So I'm just making that clear. But I've helped a lot of people that have gone down the, the journey of crate training and it's just done wonders. And when I first started working with my, like, only my dogs, like spades almost 10, I, um, I didn't have much exposure to crate training. I'd never had a real reason why to, and, and I wasn't educated on the, on the matter as much as I am now. The next puppy that I get, whenever that is, will 100% be crate trained, even though I have adequate space everywhere. I've got heaps of different areas that a puppy can be, but crate training is what I'll do for the night times, and then during the day, I'll have a different arrangement depending on what we do. So that's a little bit about that. If there's any questions, as always, hit us up. Let us know through Instagram, Facebook, um, or through our website lifewithyourdogpodcast.com and I hope you've enjoyed the episode and if you've got any ways to critique me give me some feedback or just give us some compliments we're, we're open to all of it so um, thanks for supporting us thanks for watching this far in and listening to us we appreciate you have a good day guys thank you thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips, and techniques, visit nooches.pooches.com.au. Thank you, and stay tuned for next time.